the Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. Well, this year has already started off um, a lot different than we expected. And in fact, if we are honest, you know, this year has um, started off worse than last year did, at least in this country. So not what we were expecting for the beginning of the year, our, our, our second Sunday, second week of 2021, and it's already started off again worse than last year started off, but God is king. For any of you that know me, you know that I'm not political at all. However, my heart was, was truly, truly heavy last week as I saw the, the things that unraveled in our country and in our community, in our, in our area, the nation's capital, in Washington, D.C. And my, my heart goes out to all of the lives that were lost. Just, just compassion. I think it was five people that died last week and just the, just the thought that many of these people, they, they, they flew from other states and drove from other states into D.C. And they had no idea that they were driving here to die here. Just, just the thought of that. They had no idea that this would have been their last trip and they, and they died on our streets in D.C. And my heart goes out to all of the families that, that died this past week unnecessarily. I also, especially my heart goes out to the um, officer that died that was a part of the Capitol Police. Um, my heart really goes out to him and to his family because he died doing his job. He died at work. And I also, at the same time, I, I praise the Lord for, for my dear friend and brother, Walter, who, who also serves at Capitol Police, and he was in D.C. on Wednesday, and I praise God for keeping him safe and protected. But my heart truly has been heavy. And I've been conscious this past week um, for some reason of our sin, of our sins as a people, of our sins as a nation, of our sins as a church. Um, I've been conscious, maybe, maybe more than ever before, I don't know, but I've been, I've been really conscious of our sins, again, as a people, as a country, um, but also as a church, and I want you to know that we have sinned. We have sinned. We have sinned. And what we saw transpire over this past week is a result, I believe, of our sins. It manifested and we got to see it clearly. And what we've allowed to transpire during our generation is a result of our sins. 
our sin of complacency, our sin of silence as the church. As the church, we've been silent. As the church, we've been complacent. And we allow the world to dictate the, the pace. We allow the, the world to dictate to us the, the, the temperature, to set the temperature for us. And we adjust to it. So, we've sinned. And I want to ask you this question. What do you think would happen if you were as passionate about the gospel as you are about politics? What do you think would happen if you were as passionate about the gospel as you are about politics? What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen if we loved God more than we loved our presidents? I just, I just wonder what would happen. And you know, I observed this past year and, and this year. I've observed that many American Christians this year already and last year, they have spoken more about their president than they have about their God. They've spoken more about their president than they have about their God. They've tweeted and posted more about the greatness of their president than they did about Jesus. This is what I observed this past year. And not just President Trump. So, so you've posted and you've tweeted and you've spoken more about, about who you want to be president more than you've posted and tweeted about Jesus. That's what I've observed this past year. You've boldly argued and debated the world as to why your candidate was the best choice. You've argued and debated boldly as to why your candidate is the best choice. But you've done this. You've remained consistently silent in the midst of sinners about the Savior who has the power to save their souls. You've argued and defended and debated why your candidate is the best choice, but you've remained silent consistently in the presence of sinners about the Savior who you know can save their souls. So we, we've, we've sinned. We really have. We have sinned greatly. And we need to repent. We need to repent. All of us, both, both sides, need to repent. Because I strongly believe that the enemy got us right where he wanted us. I believe that. I believe that Satan got us exactly right where he wanted us. Think about this. In the midst of a pandemic, 
where more people in this country are dying than ever before. We're focused on debating politics. And Satan's just there, and he's laughing. Yes! There are more people dying in this country than ever before. But our focus is politics. It's the work of the enemy. It's the work of the enemy. And, and he has us right where he wants us. So we must be able to, to see that this was his, his plan for us. Arguing and debating about the insignificant in the midst of a pandemic. We couldn't focus on the lost because we were focused on our leaders. And you're responsible. You're responsible and have blood even on your heads. And for that, we have to repent. That's what Ezekiel said. We're, we're, we're so today... We're just so, um, we're so flippant about spiritual things and, 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 and the gospel where, where whether we share it or not, there's no level of accountability. Um, and no one's saying that we have the blood of those in our country and those in our city on our hands. We just don't take responsibility for that. That's what Ezekiel said. So I, I say to you as the church, there's blood on your hands. Ezekiel 33. I'm going to read real quick. Ezekiel 33 from verse 1 says, Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. Verse 5. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes no warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and the sound comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity by his blood. I will require at the watchman's hand. So then you, verse 7, son of men, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to the wicked to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood 
I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. But you have delivered your soul. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, thus you say, if, if our transgressions are and our sins lie upon us and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? Seriously, who did you warn last year? Who did you warn last year? Who did you share the gospel with? Who did you invite to church, even if it was online? But who did you warn? Who did you warn last year? I want you to really ask yourself that question. Think about it. Think about it. Who did I warn last year? I'm not speaking to the church, I'm speaking to you specifically. Who did you warn last year? And if you have been washed by the blood of Jesus, then you have been enlisted by our commander, God, our commanding officer as a watchman. If you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, then you have been enlisted by our commander, by God, you have been enlisted as a watchman. So my question to you is, is who removed you from your post? As a watchman, who removed you from your post? Your time to share the gospel last year. And any single one of your political conversations could have easily have been dropped and turned into a spiritual. You have time. Because last year a lot was said, a lot was spoken. A lot of death, the Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. A lot of death was spoken last year. So you had time to, to be in the midst of that and speak some life. And again, any one of your political conversations could have been abandoned for a spiritual one. And one of the, the greatest revelations that I received from last year from the American church last year in 2020 was that their treasure is in politics. 
and I'm coming today, right? The Bible speaks about the, the Word of God, and it does a whole bunch of things. It's for doctrine, the Bible says. It's for reproof. It's for correction in righteousness so that you may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, so the word isn't always for you to come in here and just be encouraged. But the word of God rebukes you too. And if we're going to be a church that faithfully declares God's word, then there needs to be rebuke and reproof and correction. As well as encouragement and everything else. Amen? We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.